0: everyone and welcome back to Cold Coffee. Hello, my name is Kristen
1: Hewitt. How are you today, Miss Tova Lee? I'm really good. I just don't like the fact that I can't see you. So describe to me exactly what you look like Uh, right now. (laughs) So
0: normally Tova and I um, can see each other, but my computer is freezing up today and I can't do it. I have on workout clothes and um, straight hair and very little makeup. I am in very uh, low-key mode today. We kind of match. I have the exact same color shirt on that you have on.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, but the workout uh, work, uh, work clothes, is that because you worked out or, or just because you want to look like you worked out or just because they're comfy? Well,
0: it's early here, but as soon as we're done recording this podcast, I plan on going on a walk. I did, I'm did. i still having a complication due to my surgery, but I did get cleared to start doing some light exercise. And um, oh, that's good. I'm going to go for a walk and start to slowly work up. I can only do about 10, 15 minutes right now, but I'm going to try to work up to that's that. That's good.
1: Yeah. That's good. How's your week going? It's going really well. First of all, hello to everybody and thank you for joining us again. Uh thank you for everybody who's been subscribing and uh and downloading our podcast and please 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 leave us reviews, right? We need reviews on iTunes. Uh you can listen to us either on iTunes or on Acast and uh we also have a Facebook page called Cold Coffee Show. <laughs> I know that you're impressed now. I am. You know, you know it face. only took I you 2 tell. seasons. I can tell. I can tell that you're like going, "Wow." <laughs> <laughs> she knows what our facebook
0: page is and this is episode eight of season two so you finally got it it took you uh only what
1: 30 <laughs> <No>. 32
0: episodes <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, but my week's going well. Okay, so so for those of you who are following me on Instagram, I don't know if you are or not, but anyway, if you are, uh, then I've been updating my story on Instagram and letting everybody know that I'm writing a book. I know you're writing a book as well, Kristen. Um, and I have decided to sort of take a couple of weeks uh, to do it because I just – Didn't see how I was ever going to do it if I didn't allow myself that time. Uh, So I have uh, checked in into a secret location. We talked about this last week. And I've basically been writing now for over a week. Uh, so I feel like a little bit in a bubble. I won't lie though. Like I'm I'm enjoying myself as well because it's beautiful here in London at the moment. It's sunny and everybody's out. It's beautiful. By the way, when London is sunny, it's the best city ever because people really appreciate the sun because it just is so rare. So I've been riding in the park. I even took uh, the train one day and went down to Brighton and wrote by the beach um, and I'm eating uh, out Every single meal. <laughs> it's very pricey, but actually really nice not having to cook for myself and just really kind of like um, uh, treating myself to nice food. But it's also been quite hard because it can get kind of lonely. And I've obviously missed the kids a lot. And uh, I've had lots of moments of guilt. Lots of, course. of moments of guilt. Um, you know, and you know when you scroll through like late at night and you're scrolling through my phone and seeing these videos of them when they were tiny and like I came across this video of my eldest and she's on a train and she goes to to train and then my Mike says tell mommy you love her mommy I love you and I just started crying all by myself in this apartment so then I went home the next day to see them That's uh, but the so writing's going funny well. are you
0: sleeping at the apartment too <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not sleeping here every night, but it's kind of like been a couple of nights and then a home one night, just because I really I really do miss them. And I also need fresh n- underwear. So, <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, so it's so, been
1: like that kind of balance.
0: It's <laughs> lovely that you have that place to write, though. I was actually thinking, gosh, I wish I had a place to go. But it's funny yeah. you said that about the videos, because this morning we were showing the girls videos of them. And we fo- found this video of my little one who's holding my old cat. And I just started sobbing, looking at it like they're never going to be this little again. Um, It it breaks your
1: heart when you see how far you've come. Yeah. And the thing is, like, you don't notice how much they're growing because, do you know what I mean? Until you see a video. Because in my mind, I think, well, she's still a baby. Like, I see her still a baby. But then I suddenly see this video and she's like, not even two. And I'm thinking, God, she's really grown up. (laughs) Oh, my God. But I am fighting that. Uh, the sort of uh, all these thoughts and saying it, you know I, I really want to do this uh, honestly I'm not even saying this Kristen I don't know if anybody's ever going to wa- want want to write this book it doesn't even matter at this point like I just want to I just I said I would do it you know what I mean so I just want to do it y- do you know what I mean yeah yeah uh, yeah it's, so, it's, uh, it's, it's,
0: it's healing too I'm sure to write
1: yeah and they're lovely by the way every time I come home have you brought the book with you <laughs> i don't know what they're picturing and i'm like no
0: they probably think you're sitting in an apartment drawing pictures and writing work like making a picture book yeah they probably don't anticipate it i
1: know i kind of wish i was doing that you know and then i'd be able to say "Look,
0: maybe you could do that one day you could make a little (laughs) book and staple it together and show them look i wrote
1: you a book today that'd be cute but they're cute like i think they're somewhat proud I guess if you can if you can be proud I don't know at five like I don't know if they understand that but I think they are a little bit anyway it's nice so that was my week yeah that's been my week
0: (laughs) so we um we had we did something different this week um and this is one of the topics of our show today is kind of talking about Um, extended family and having help in the city where you live with your kids Um, and Bob and I realized that we hadn't been on a date night like we go to dates we'll get a sitter we'll run to dinner but date night is like hey we look through which coupons we have go to the restaurant that's closest to our house (laughs) eat at six home by eight to bed at nine you know we don't really have big date nights anymore But Bob has a sister. My sister-in-law lives about an hour south of us. But with Mm -hmm. Miami traffic, um, on a weekday, it could take you up to two, two and a half hours to get to her house. So we don't see her, you know, regularly, like, you know, once every other month, maybe. But she took the girls overnight for us so we could have a date night. Oh, wow. And it was, we realized it was the first night in three years that we've had alone together all night. Yeah. Wow. So... We're getting ready to go on date night all excited except i'm like internally not wanting to go like i'm just like finally the kids are gone and i just want to lay in bed and do nothing Oh right? wow okay because i just it's like our first night alone and like bob's like getting dressed i mean he's never dressed he always gets dressed at the last possible second but he's already dressed ready to go and i'm still in bed in my robe like oh you really want to go out huh okay So I go in my closet and I'm trying to find something to wear and I'm still post-surgery so I still can't button pants like that still hurts my stomach and like nothing fits even my dresses you know all my dresses are really little and um, I've gained a little bit of weight since the surgery and nothing fit and I was sitting on the floor in the closet just crying And I'm curious if you've ever had these moments where you go to put something on and your clothes don't fit and you just don't feel Have you ever had the moment in your closet crying, Tova?
1: Of course. I mean, who hasn't? Let's face it. No, of course. I I relate to that a lot, for sure. But what did you do? Did you... Did you find? Well, so Bob told
0: me you're beautiful. Of course, you're Ah. beautiful. You look beautiful in anything. Come on. So he's trying and he pulls out this dress that's like a size four that I haven't worn in like 10 years. And I'm like, I can't even get that over my arm. (laughs) And I'm sobbing and I'm like, I'm so fat and I'm saying all these horrible things about myself and I'm ugly and I can't go out and I'm not going and nothing fits And so I sat on the bench at the end of my bed and I'm crying and I'm like saying all these horrible things to myself. And then after about 15 minutes, something shifted inside me and I was like kind of counseling myself. Kristen, what are you doing? You know, your weight doesn't define you. Yes, you've gained weight, but look at what you've been through. You went through 10 years of fertility treatment, all of these shots. You've had this surgery. You're having a horrible recovery. Everything that could have gone wrong with my recovery has gone wrong. And then some... I have to give myself some grace. So I like calmed myself down, redid my mascara, blotted my face, redid my makeup. And I went in and I found like a swing dress, you know, there's kind of a big baggy swing dress. And um, I put it on and I found this really cool bag and I put on my highest heels I could find, even though I could barely walk in them because it's been, you know, months since I've worn high heels. And um, I curled my hair and I did it and I sucked it up uh, and we went out. And I didn't think I was going to have fun and I was like trying to put on a brave face for Bob and smile. But when we got to the restaurant and we ordered our drinks, I finally exhaled because he took me someplace on the water and I was so glad that I finally just did it and went out. So the moral of the story is there are going to be days if you're listening where you just don't like the way you look or nothing fits or you just don't want to leave the house and you're in this state of just self-deprecating Miserable self talk because we're all we've all been there, but get out of the house, do it because I learned an important lesson that night. I got out of the house, I did it, and we had so much fun. Like, it was so nice to just eat a delicious dinner and try lots of things on the menu and just drink even though I didn't want to drink and just drink and have a couple of drinks and it was a lovely night of course we went straight to bed after that <laughs> we got home at 10 o'clock and went to bed we didn't like stay out partying or clubbing because I'm still not feeling 100 but that's but, fine um,
1: did you have a nice line as well in the morning because that's important as well you never get that you know you. I yeah.
0: wish I could say yeah unfortunately I woke up at 4 a.m with some pain and I didn't really go back to sleep but we you know I still stayed in bed and all- read and um yeah, we made breakfast together and we had a nice quiet morning. And I have to tell you, like, I normally miss my kids a ton when I'm without them. Like, I just miss them. I'm anxious. I can't wait to see them. I did not miss them one single <laughs> bit. I did not miss their – I did not miss them waking me up. I did not miss the cartoons on the TV. I did not miss them fighting over their Barbies. I didn't miss them for the yeah. first time ever ever. And I'm totally okay admitting that.
1: No, I think it like it makes sense. You know, I was thinking about it the other day. I was at the park and I saw this group of uh, young parents. They all had like the first baby, you know? Do you know what I mean? Like a group of like people and they yes. all had like one baby and it was still like baby, baby stage. So I think there was like one kid that maybe was crawling or walking, you know, like all of them were very, very young. And um, I don't know. I just looked at them and I remembered um, – you know, all those years ago when we were in that state. And like, the thing is, the thing is this, right? Kids, your kids are great. My kids are great. We love our kids. It's not about the kids. For me, I feel like it's always about how we forget what we were before the kids came along. Does that make sense? Do you know what right. I mean? It's yes. that. It's not even the children. Like we can sit here and go, oh, it's the children. And they moan, they fight. They fight over stupid things. They annoy me, they whatever. But actually, I, I, the more I think about it, it's it really is just forgetting who you were before you you had them and all those things that you used to do and how you used to think like before you had them um so when i was looking at this group of people and how all the conversations were about, you know, blending vegetables, or about colors of poop, or about, you know, and they're all. <laughs> I yeah, remember those and days, they're, and they're all standing around like this blanket, swaying, you know, swaying the babies. You know the swing. Remember the swing? Yeah, you're holding yes. your baby, but you're never really, you're never really like standing still. And you're like. I don't know. And that, that that's kind of really hit me that moment. Um, I think you have done an amazing job. Honest to God. I, I, I've said this to you so many times, but I have to say it again. Like you have been through so much. And I think, um, you know, you so deserve like the – to just like have – I mean, I know it was like 24 hours and I wish you could have had more, but maybe you will at some point. But my point is like, you deserve it. Like, you deserve a rest and you deserve a break. And I think the fact that you lift yourself up somehow from that bench, you know, and, and kind of went, no, I'm going to go out and I, I'm, gonna, I'm going to, I'm going to do this is really, really amazing. A lot of people wouldn't have done that. I probably would have just sat there and at chocolate for the rest of the evening. So. I think it's great. I think it's well done. Oh, I wish you so could glad. see me because I have tears in my <laughs> eyes right now. So <laughs> no, thank you for really, saying that. And the thing is, like, we do say the worst to ourselves. I, when you were talking about, like, oh, what you were saying to yourself, I, I so understand that, Kristen. And it's so annoying that we're like that. Do you know what I mean? As humans, that we, you can sit there and like have a real go at yourself for 15 minutes, but like really rip it in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, what is it? And everybody does it, Kristen. Everybody does it, you know? And that's, and I think the point
0: was, is that, For the last 42 years, I have been doing that and I believe the worst about myself. But then I hit 40 and I started reading self-help books and going to therapy. And now I understand that that voice in our head isn't us. That voice in our head is the judgments of society and the things we read and the expectations we're placing on ourselves. But we all have the power to stop and that was why that's why i wanted to share that story because it's taken me a long time to get to this place yeah. where i can recognize that that voice in my head isn't me that's the ego that's society that's judgments and we have to stop placing so many expectations on ourselves and accept ourselves for where we are i mean i have been through hell and i'm not you know 100%. sharing even the worst of what's going on with me and that i just had a procedure and i have to have another one and blah 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 you know but that doesn't matter what matters is standing in our place stepping into our power and saying to ourselves this is where I am I have a choice I can berate myself and tell myself I'm miserable or I can tell myself this is it this is where I am I accept it I am doing the best I can and owning and loving ourselves through all of this you know of the hard times because if we can't find the beauty in these awful moments. We're never gonna find it in the good moments. And, you know, I I really I even insta-storied that night, Tova, like I really don't wanna go out. I haven't I was like whispering, I haven't told my husband. <laughs> I feel awful, but I'm going to do it. And then a few minutes later at the restaurant, I posted a picture of him and I like holding our drinks and doing a selfie. And I was like, OK, I did it. I went out. So this is a lesson for everyone. Just getting out of the house really helps. And so many people direct message me. I mean, I got like 20 messages like, I'm so f- proud of you for going out. And, you know, it's it's just the little things make a big difference in our lives. And I think we all need to give ourselves a little grace. And it's really hard to get there. So if anyone listening to this got anything from me sharing this story, I hope it helps because just remember when you're looking in the mirror and you're looking at your wrinkles and you're saying to yourself all of the bad things remember try to turn it around and say something good about yourself instead because that's what's made all the difference
1: yeah Oh, I, and it makes me laugh like how Instagram, though, has become like this place where people like share their secrets. I love that. I'm hiding in the cupboard. It I really said, is. My husband doesn't know this. <laughs>
0: I really don't want to go out. And it's like it's so classic, you know, I love it. It's, it's like classic. public accountability, you I know. know. Oh, I wish I'd seen that one. <laughs> <laughs> it it's might still be up there. Who knows? I probably is super. not. But so one of the things we wanted to talk about today... Um, I wish I knew the the wonderful woman's name in your group, Tova Talk, who brought up yeah. this um subject but was asking about in-laws. Yes. And um it got me thinking about um if you live in a place where you have family because for example Tova I have a friend and every weekend they drop their kids off at their mom's house. Wow. And I always wondered what that's like to have oh. someone to just drop your kids off or if you have to run to the doctor, you drop your kids off or yeah. you know if you just need a minute to yourself, you drop your kids off. Yeah. I
1: don't have that. Do you have that? No, of course not. My parents live overseas and Mike's um uh, Where's Mike's family? Mike's mom passed away a few years ago, and his dad does actually live quite close, but he's, you know, he's retired, and he's, um, we couldn't do that, like, it's just not, and his brother, he has a brother and a sister, but they both live quite, you know, not not close to us, so no, we don't have family who can help us like that, and to tell you what it's like, it's freaking amazing, (laughs) what do you mean, what is it like? I do have friends who are like that, like, who have that, and it's amazing, you know, it's uh, of course. Yeah, I mean, great. I
0: don't. I I hope that everyone that has that type of familial support is so grateful for that because sure what are, I wouldn't yeah. give. Like right now, I'm scrambling. I have to go to the doctor's tomorrow. Bob has to work. I have no one to watch the girls. You yeah. know, I cannot find anyone. Even my friend. I do have a good friend. And we are each other's go-to. And every week we drop the kids at each other's yeah. house uh, during the summer. So because we both work from home. So she'll take the kids for five, six hours. And then I'll take them for five, that's six right. hours once a week.
1: Yeah. yeah. so and, awesome.
0: and our kids. And our kids are the same ages. So she has two kids. Yeah.
1: That's actually a really good suggestion for parents. By the way, a lot of people have been messaging me and I I see this topic come up a lot also on Tova Talk and just in general about like, what do you do in the summer? What do you do in the summer? Like, how do you manage? Uh, I'm working or we can't afford camp for the whole summer and all that type of thing. So one of the things we've done, uh, so the kids are going to go to camp for two weeks, but then on one of the weeks... I kind of like with another mom so a bit like what you said have basically decided that we're going to do like she's going to take the kids all the kids one day and then I'm going to take all the kids one day so we're rotating you know what I mean so yeah yeah, and that's so good you know and if you can get like two or three moms doing it then you have even like less in a week do you know what I mean like it comes back to you like once every three days and also for the kids it's great if they get along and they're friends it's awesome and I think like for kids also just to be in a different Place each day is always good as well because they never get bored. Do you know what I mean? Right. And then
0: they get to play with other people's toys Toys. that they don't have. And and I try to, we try to do projects. Like I brought over tissue paper and she made tissue paper flowers with them. Or when they came to my house, we made cupcakes and slime. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do a lot on Fridays. I have a pool, like a pool get together and whatever friends need to just get out of the house, they can come to our house. We have a swing set. We have a pool. We have a pool slide. And like on Friday, I had like nine kids here. Wow. And I'm okay with that because I sit on the porch. I have my Wi-Fi. They drop them off. The kids have fun. I mean, they rarely fight. They were out in the pool for three hours and it tires them out where they pass out by
1: like 8 o'clock at night, so it's yeah. I have to um, admit, like I'm that mom because I don't really like I'm not my plan. I'm hoping is going to be good weather, in which case, uh, you know, we don't have a pool like yours. I really have to come and hang out by your pool, Kristen. Yes, please do. <laughs> I really want to. We have like a really lame puddling pool, <laughs> like for children. But I sit in it, by the way. And we do have a little slide that I put on top of it. But they can like play in that pool for hours as well, you know. So and we have a trampoline in the garden, so they'll play like on the trampoline, and that's kind of my activity like that's my idea of an activity there you go pool trampoline and climbing on the windy house you know and then like you said they were themselves out lunch then a movie done you know it's brilliant yeah yeah
0: no I, that's a really good way um and i'm actually writing a blog post this week because i did a facebook live a couple of weeks ago and people were asking me how i work at home with the kids and i kind of gave them my schedule so i'm going to share that on the blog as well oh, that i have cool. a pretty detailed schedule of how i work at home but what's interesting another person brought up is like in-laws. And yes. do you have in-laws? So we actually, my Bob's dad used to live 10 minutes from us. Um, He passed two years ago, but his wife is much young, was 20 years younger than him. And she never had kids. And she lives like five to 10 minutes from us. And I can talk about her. She's my stepmother in law because she'll never hear this, but she doesn't <laughs> do kids. And if you could see me, I'm making the word do in quotation marks, because she said, no, I don't do kids kids. Wow. So she won't like do anything with them. Now, if I have an emergency and have to run to the doctor, she'll come sit here, but she'll just sit and watch TV and the kids play in the back. Like she doesn't interact with them. So we don't have uh you know, I don't have that support and my Bob's mom is much older yeah. and she has dementia, so she doesn't really help that much either. Yeah. So we don't have the in-law um support or relationship do you have that well i guess you said mike's mom passed away but
1: you know what's interesting and i think the lady uh who brought up the topic i can't remember exactly what her spin on it was but i actually think and a lot of people talk about this when it comes to in-laws it's actually when you don't get along with your in-laws and when there's an issue where a lot of people uh bring up is that when when they feel like the in laws interfere in like parenting choices, like, have you ever heard that sort of, uh, that sort of, uh, yeah?
0: You know? No, no, no. So, explain so like, it. when
1: you, so, like, when, for example, you have your mother in law and she'll comment on your parenting choices. So, like, you're a mom, but your mother in law will kind of go, oh, no, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, we'll sort of like interfere in like your. I don't know, your decisions as a yeah, mom or Yeah, or, or, um,
0: or they'll say something like, well, we never did that. When yeah, you were yeah, little. like interfering. It's like a passive aggressive. Yeah, uh, uh,
1: yeah, or like, <sighs> yeah. So I've, and of course it's a very tricky and sticky situation because you want to have a good relationship with the parents of your partner, of course, right? You want your children, you want them to be involved in your children's lives because they're the grandparents. And you, you know, in most cases, I think you want that. Uh, But then on the other hand, like we're humans, humans, sorry, somebody told me that I don't say the word right. So humans.
0: (laughs) No, it was me saying you don't pronounce the H right, but I can't remember. It was some sort of (laughs) T.
1: So anyway, we are uh, human beings. And like uh, we have, when somebody attacks us, it's very, it makes sense to sort of push back, right? To sort of go you know, go away. Like I don't care what you have to say. And now my personal opinion is like in laws shouldn't really interfere because, you know, you you were a parent, you did what you wanted to do with your children and now and and it's kinda like none of your business. But how do you say that without offending them and without it becoming like a big you know, a big mess?
0: So I can answer that question because yeah. I do this all the time and I wanna tell you guys about this article, but let me answer your question. So okay. um how do you say that? You say that very directly, very plainly and without, uh, and without being offensive. For example, um, my kids don't eat food dye. Um, Lila has some sensory issues, and when she has slushies or M Ms or any of those non natural food dyes, I notice a huge behavior change in her. Wow. Um, she gets very hyper. So I really limit. Now that's not to say my kids never have food dye. They had a Shirley Temple the other night, and there was red food dye in the grenadine, whatever. Um, I mean, I'm not like super strict, but I really try to limit it. But when my mom comes to town, (laughs) it's M&M's and blue slushies and airhead candies and all of in cotton candy and all of these things that have a natural food diet. And she just gives them whatever you want. And I've just finally said, listen, I understand that you want to spoil them, but this isn't allowed. Like I'm telling you, you don't know my kids. My kids are different. You didn't know back in the day that food dyes caused cancer and caused behavioral issues in children, and we're not allowed to do that. So if you'd like to continue visiting my kids, which I would love for you to do, then you need to not give them this stuff. But if you're going to continue to give them this stuff and not respect my wishes, I'm going to ask you to not come visit. And And I was like, I'm, I'm not trying to be dismissive or rude. This is just how it is. I really need you to not give them food dye. And she was just taken aback, and tears flooded in her eyes. But then she was like, "Okay." And I, you know, you just have to sometimes you just have to say it and not be afraid of their reaction. Yeah, you know, like you have to stand up for, but you can do it in a you can do it but in a non aggressive way.
1: But would you be able to say the same thing if it was your mother in law? Because there's a difference oh, yes. in there between a ma, your own mom, and your mother in law. Don't you think? Is don't you think there's a difference?
0: I, I have no problem saying it to my mother in law. I've said things. to to my mother in law, but that's me. I'm yeah. a very direct person. In fact, with, um, so do you think fact, wait at but, the uh, restaurant but, we went? Yeah, go carry ahead. on. Sorry. No, no, no. Carry on. No, no, no. Go ahead. But so do, do think you what? think,
1: sorry, because I'm just trying to, because I know like this is where people struggle. Do you think then if the issue is, for example, with your mother in law, let's, let's pretend hypothetically, right? Do you think then it's the, pl- the, the, the daughter-in-law's place to say something, or is it the son's place to say something? And by the way, I'm sorry that I'm making it sound like a stigma that there's always an issue between the, the the wife and the mother-in-law, right, rather than anything else. I don't mean it that way. It could it could be different variations. But for the ladies who wrote to me, that was the issue. So I'm just trying to carry on. And they asked, well, I mean, should I say something, or should I make my husband say something? It's, it's his mom. I would talk
0: to... A, I would talk to my spouse and tell my spouse, this is bothering me. Would you like me to say something? Would you like to do it together? Or would you like to address it? Because a lot of times, um, that's a great question. In the beginning of our relationship, I would ask Bob to tell her, like, hey, this bothers me that she's doing this with the kids. Can you tell her? And he would do it. But then when it didn't stop we did it together. And I always do, like I've talked about on this podcast before, I always do the Oreo cookie. Start with a positive. Listen, I really love that you watch our kids, or she never watched our kids, but I really love whatever (laughs) your situation is. I really love that you take the time to come visit us. We love spending time with you. The girls love and appreciate you so much. However, get to the you know, the negative that you need to be resolved, but then end in a positive again. But again, you know, this isn't anything personal. We love you. This is just how we choose to parent. And we hope that you will respect our decision. You know, yeah. you can do it in a kind, positive
1: way. Yeah. But I think the idea of doing it together is good because it also like uh, portrays a very united front. You know, whereas if I'm just trying to answer like what people have asked me, do you know what I mean? Because I feel like when right, of course, uh, yeah, yeah. There, there can be an issue of like uh, there could be an issue because as well, like if if the if I don't know. Especially if it's something that's bothering actually the wife, but asking your husband to go and have a conversation with his mom, he might not actually say exactly what you wanted him to say. And then she might get the idea that actually it's not really coming from him. And then you come across as like this, you know, this bossy whatever who's just like sent him to fight your wars and i don't like that i think the the it either needs to be just direct you know like yeah it bothers me so let's just have a conversation because we're adults and we can do that or let's talk about it together because we are a united front and it's something we both agree you know um i just our-
0: remembered a story can i share a quick a quick uh, anecdote yeah so when we first had our first baby i was dead set against the pacifier
1: Yes. Because
0: I didn't want them – I didn't want a negative sleep association. But when Bob's mom came to visit in the middle of the night, she decided to take the baby for the night, which was awesome. And she introduced the pacifier. Wow. And after three nights, the baby would wake every hour because the pacifier would fall out of her mouth. Yeah. And I did – and it was the third night. I woke up that morning – And I went into her room and I picked up every pacifier. I didn't say a word. I walked to the front door. I opened the door and I threw like 20 pacifiers out the front door. I shut the door. I locked it. And I calmly said, we will not be using the pacifier in this house. And I went back to my room. So I didn't handle it correctly back then. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's good, though. I
1: like it. (laughs) You know, I, th- I was like, screw it. We are uh, not doing this. Oh, really? Because I thought you were super calm. That was really powerful. I saw it in my mind, like in a movie. It was no, so good. no,
0: no. That's what I was saying in my mind. In really my mind, good. I was saying, we're not doing it. But I, I was very calm. I just took them, opened the front door, and I threw them as Hard as I could out the front door, and I turned to Bob and his mom, and I said, "We will not be using the pacifier." And she looked at me. She said, "Okay, then." (laughs) (laughs) And that was it. And nobody—we never talked about it again. But I I wasn't—I, you know—that. Oh, I love that. But we all have to do—we all have to do what works for us. But I wanted to tell you about this article, and I can share it with you guys on the Facebook page if you want. I just interviewed, so you guys know, or you may not know that I have a solo podcast called Be Who You Want to Be, where I interview people. And I just interviewed these people called, um, their name is Mark and Angel. And they have this blog called Hack Life. And they wrote an article called 10 Ways to Stop Taking Things Personally. I mean, Tova, this article changed my life. Really? Like, it's so true how many times we take things personally, like with our in-laws or with people in our family or our friends, and we and we shut down rather than just changing our reaction. I have to share it with you guys. It's really a powerful thing. But do you find that you take things personally a lot or no? I find that... I would guess that you don't.
1: No, I don't. um, Depends. Give me... But tell me what they wrote about and then I'll tell you if I can relate to it or not. Oh, I'll
0: have to pull up the article. But it was more just about changing your reactions and understanding that when somebody does something oh, yeah, that offends to do you, with you it, it has, has nothing has, to yeah. do with you, oh, yeah, it has yeah, to yeah. do with them and it's just understanding that it's just us having to manage our emotions because I, we could take everything personally yeah. if your husband snaps at you or you know you could take it personally oh, yeah. and you think oh did I do something but it's not about us, it's about them
1: I know, no, so I know that and I think like I've gotten much better in my life to sort of not really get carried away in other people's drama and I think you have to also be like that especially with if you're like we are you know you share a lot of yourself online you're gonna get a lot of strangers telling you what they think about you and your life and your choices and once upon a time it did affect me like I didn't like reading when people were saying to me like nasty stuff but eventually I really did get over it and one of the things how hel- t- well two things helped a I stopped reading the comments <laughs> <but also. laughs> secondly I I I I really suddenly looked beyond and I thought, wow, like this really has nothing to do with me. Like they're either really angry or sad or feel bad about themselves and they're just lashing out on other people because at the end of the day, they don't really know me. But I do find that when I do get affected by what people say, then it probably is because what they're saying actually has touched something that I obviously think about myself and don't want to face up to. Does that make sense? You and so on. Yeah. Saying, like if they'll yeah. say something, and it really bothers me, and I'm like, "How dare they say that? Why are they saying that?" La la la. And the more I, and then I'll come to Mike, and I'll go, "Wow, you know, this somebody said this, and whatever." And then I kind of deep down know you're only getting upset because it's true. Like because you know it's true. That's the only reason. So yeah. act. So actually, again that I, it has nothing to do with them saying it who cares that they said it or who they are or what why they said it or if it's also true about them who fucking cares i actually don't care let's let's kind of think about what they said and why you know and why it bothers you you know like what it is it's really
0: taking responsibility like i pulled up yeah. this article and it's kind of what you said it's all about taking responsibility um it says, and it says in this article, oftentimes people do things and say things because they've been condition, conditioned to do so, not because they consciously want to. Um, and it says you can take constructive criticism seriously, but not personally. Weigh what you hear from others against what you know in your heart to be true. So th- the whole point of this article is that it really is on us, and you know we have the power. Calmness is a superpower, and just remaining calm and not letting people get to our get to our hearts and letting them affect us is really stepping into your power and saying, I'm not going to let you get to me. And we have a choice. You know, you have a choice of how, and you can limit how much you want to be around people that trigger you. Yeah. You know, like if you're going to be around someone that you know is toxic and negative, and when you're around them, they always bother you. Why be around them? I mean, sometimes it's hard but sometimes you have to cut people out in, yeah. and reduce your time but with you them. Know,
1: it's, it's, you know, Kristen, I feel like now in my life, in my, I, it's funny because I always uh, separate. I say in my real life <laughs> and like in my on life, but online life, you know what I mean? But so like in my right. in my real life. I actually don't have anybody toxic. Like, I don't. I don't have anybody who I spend any time with or have any conversation with that I go away from it feeling a bit like shit. You know what I mean? Like, they, because they aren't nice to me or because they or even even that they are negative because you know like how sometimes you can hang out with people who are just very draining just because so they're not like saying something bad to you but just they're so either pessimistic or i don't don't even know what the word is i don't want to even put just the label to it but something about them drains you (laughs) you know what i mean i call them my Eeyores. do you
0: know who eeyore is in winnie the pooh no tell me Winnie the Pooh, you never watched Winnie the Pooh where there's Winnie the Pooh and Piglet and Eeyore. Eeyore is the donkey and he's like this negative nilly. Yeah. So I call those toxic people in my life the Eeyores. And if you're an Eeyore, you can't sit with us anymore. Like I really have in my real life, I have really... Um, closed in my circle i used to have a very wide circle and i would always try to get together with so many different people but i've tended to realize that there are only certain people that bring the positivity and that are like-minded and and really get it so i have a very small circle i only have like three girlfriends yeah that i i call hang out with or will spend time with on a on a day-to-day basis because i know that they're going to bring the energy i need and like it took me a long time to get to that place to to leave the eeyores outside the circle yeah they can't sit with us
1: and by the way this isn't to say for example that uh and i'm sure for you as well that um it's it's not about by the way surrounding yourself only by people who are positive who have never have any problems in their lives because you can't bear it when anybody like feels down that's not it at all all my friends have been through rough you know rough times and I've been there for them and that's not it it's something else and I I always say it's it's something also about a chemistry you know what I mean it's just something chemistry somebody who drains you might not drain somebody else is what i'm trying to say you know um right any- right right yeah so anyway but in real life i don't have those people and the people who i still do feel like uh i struggle with actually are members of my family but i've just reduced how much i talk to them i just don't and again this may sound horrible i don't mean it in a horrible way like i love my family i love my mom i love my dad love my my sister my brother whatever but i i i don't talk to them a lot that's the truth you know i talk to them every so often um which is enough like enough for me you know what i mean and enough for not um not feeling like i'm getting hurt or i'm getting drained or whatever but the online life is like a totally different world is how i see it uh I don't let it touch me at all now. Like, I just don't let it touch me. Not even one bit. But I do, and I do get a little, a bit, I get confused, I guess, when I see how it, how pe- other people get so affected by it. Like, for example, going back to Tova Talk, and I know you know this as well because you're a member of that group, there's a lot of drama, like sometimes, not all the time, right? It's a great group and a lot of act- very active members there who are brilliant, bringing up really great topics and supporting each other, and it's awesome. But every now and then, and quite often, actually, there's some drama. (laughs) And I see how people get really emotionally involved. And I have to be totally honest, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Like, I don't understand how and why you would get so emotionally involved in with, with who are essentially strangers, number one, and be who cares what they think. I I just don't understand it. Am I like making any sense to you at all?
0: You are making total sense. And this all comes full circle to what we were just talking about, about taking things personally. A lot of times when you see a hot button issue in a Facebook group or online or on Twitter, you're reading an article. And if you have a very strong personal opinion about that subject and someone is advocating what you don't believe in, you have an immediate emotional reaction to that. And what we're talking about, or what I'm saying, is you have to really detach yourself from that and realize that this is them. This has nothing to do with you. And if you want to engage in that, why would you want to put all of your energy into someone you don't even know? Why not save that energy and that that you know, that passion for people you actually care about. So I, I totally get what you're saying. And I want to go back to, cause I've gotten messages before about, I have a mother-in-law, she lives down the street. She doesn't, she comes over whenever she wants. She doesn't have boundaries. And and the one yeah. thing I would say to, to that is you have to set boundaries with your family, with yes. your friends. Um, You have to set boundaries and you have to be, you have to not be afraid to speak your mind and speak your opinion and I think that's a lot of the problem with us women is we're taught that we have to be respectful of our elders and we have to you know do what other people want and we're afraid to speak our opinion or we're afraid to speak our truth and tova and I are here to tell you that it is okay to speak your mind it is okay yeah. to say no that's not okay this is how I do things I would really like it if you would respect my our wishes. It's a very simple. You do it very non-emotional, very even keel. Don't worry about offending anyone or taking it personally because let me tell you something. It is not your job to manage anyone else's expectations or opinions. Yeah. It is not or your emotions. job to manage their feelings I mean, or their emotions. emotions.
1: Yeah, that's so true. And I it like is that not you, your job. I like that you brought it back to us as women because you, I think you, again, like you really hit the nail on the head. It is a I mean, again, without being uh, making a generalization, too much stereotype, but yeah, I agree. I think uh, women do as as women, we do have a tendency to not want to rock the boat or offend people more so than what men probably think about. And yeah, and you're right. You know, you you cannot, and you have absolutely no responsibility on other people's emotion. And by the way, I know so many people will disagree with that statement. I know because when I've said that. And I have said that, by the way, online people did disagree with me and say, well, but you know, like, uh, if somebody says this to me, it's really rude. It's going to hurt my feelings. And I'm thinking, well, no. Well,
0: your feelings are your feelings, Mm. buddy. If it hurts your feelings, that's your responsibility. It's not my responsibility uh, to worry about your feelings. And by
1: the way, that does not take away from me also thinking that if somebody's out there just saying really nasty stuff to to cause a a stir or to be a shit to hurt other people, that's cool. I don't think that for one minute. I think that person is a little dick, and I think it's not nice, and I think (laughs) They have a lot of (laughs) issues if they do that. But at the same time, they can't really hurt you unless you let them. I do believe in that. Um, Yeah, yeah. and and
0: I'm not saying go to your mother-in-law and say, don't ever come to my house again because you're a bitch. I mean, no, (laughs) you don't do that. I mean, that's not what I'm advocating. What I'm saying is, I I said, use the Oreo cookie, be very positive, do it in a calm, even-keel way and just speak your truth. If you can do it without emotion and do it very calmly, the response might be very, you might be surprised at how the response would go well. Um, I'm not saying intentionally try to hurt someone's feelings. I'm saying just tell them, this is what bothers me. It, we Listen, I went to marriage counseling, and I, I'm telling you, this piece of advice works no matter who you're talking to. Tell somebody how you feel and tell them what you need. That's what we have to do yes. between oh, my husband and- you,
1: Kristen. That's so like the this, key word in life. Tell them what it you is. need. What you, you need. You tell them how you feel.
0: So yeah. Bob, when you raise your voice, when I ask you to put crown molding in Emmy's room and yell at me and tell me that- we only put crown molding in a dining room. It makes me feel angry and frustrated. What I need for you to do is count to 10, take a deep breath and consider my idea. Like that's what I do in our marriage with my kids. Lila, when you constantly hit Emmy, it makes me feel angry and frustrated. Mm -hmm. What I need for you to do is not use your hands and come tell me that you need help with your sister. It's very simple. You can do it with your friends, your kids, your spouse, your girlfriend, whatever. Um, I'm telling you, If you use this tool, I paid lots and lots, hundreds of thousands of dollars in marriage counseling to learn, tell me how you feel, tell me what you need. That will change all of your relationships.
1: No, I think that's really good advice. That really is. Um, I wanted to ask you something. If you, okay, I have a, do you want to do what's so news? Because I have a really nice story to tell people. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's, uh, it has not really related to what we're talking about, but I feel like it's like a positive story for a change. It's not like a stupid story. Yeah. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Let's do it. So thank you again to The Mirror Online for providing us this this great story. Okay, so hang on. I just need to scroll up. So uh, this happened last week. A book owner – I just want to see what the title of the story is. A book owner here in uh, England. Okay, it says, devastated shop owner has – the worst day ever after only making 12 pounds until something amazing happened. Okay, so it's an independent bookshop owner um, here in the UK up in the nor- uh, north of England uh, was basically having a really bad day. Like she wasn't making any sales that day and she made like 12 quid by nearly the end of the day or I don't know, whatever. She went, she... She turned to Twitter and she tweeted saying, um, we only took 12 pounds 34 today. If anybody was thinking about buying a book, now would be a great time. Um, she wrote, things have been very rough recently, but today was the worst day ever. A card, a book, anything would make a huge difference to the small business like ours. We'd be very much grateful for your support. She had absolutely no expectations as to what was going to happen, but then thousands of people basically saw the post. And with over 4,000 sharing it and 5,000 people liking it, the shop basically got like thousands of orders that day.
0: Oh, I'm gonna cry! That I makes know. me so happy. Isn't that
1: amazing! Uh, thousands of uh, in instant like orders, and then obviously the whole story went viral and it was everywhere on the news and whatever. And she said, so many people have been in touch with me, sending me messages. People have been placing orders and others just giving donations. It's been amazing. And she was just blown away. And I just love the story. I just feel like there's not enough stories like that out there. And I loved it. What did you think?
0: <laughs> I love that. Um, no, I love that so many people were supporting her. And I actually had a vision while you were telling the story that it was the travel bookstore in Notting Hill, that movie with Hugh Grant. Uh, did you see that one? <laughs> yeah. I was, I was thinking, imagining a very small bookshop like that. But uh, no, I think it's awesome. And I think it's awesome that so many people supported her. And it's probably because she had such an earnest, you know, yes. request on Twitter and it goes to prove to you that you never get what you don't ask for. So don't be afraid to ask for what you need, just like she did. It's a powerful lesson.
1: But also I think, you know, like there's a lot of uh, now, um, how do you say, uh, not sarcasm, uh, sinister? No, is that? No, that's not the word. Cynicism. Yeah,
0: cynicism. Yes,
1: cynicism about, you know, Oh, people asking money and do you know what I mean? Like people get very kind of like oh careful when people sort of ask money or say whatever. But like you said, I think she's just so... It was just so honest, and she didn't even ask for money. She was like, "Can anybody just buy a book? Just buy a book. You know? <laughs> you just buy any book, you know." um And I, I, I thought it was awesome. So I'm very happy for her. Anyway. That was my story. Well, uh, my not so news
0: is nothing in compared to that,
1: but (laughs) I kind of feel
0: bad for this woman. But I'll tell you really quickly Uh in um, so in the summer here in the States, uh, it's baseball season. Yeah. And um, lots of people are going to the ballpark and this uh, Philly fanatic shoots baseball fan in the eye with a hot dog. (laughs) Oh, my God. So the mascot of the Phillies is the Philly fanatic. And apparently she was trying to catch a wiener. It didn't work. An error she blames on a shoulder injury. It came down with such a force, like a ton of bricks, she told Inside Edition. My glasses flew off and I started bleeding. (gasps) McVeigh ended up in the hospital emergency room that night where a scan confirmed she did not have a concussion. But she does have one major league shiner on her right eye. Uh, She literally has a black eye from a, a hot dog being shot out of her from a gun from the you know those little guns that yeah. they shoot t-shirts they yeah. were shooting hot dogs and it oh, hit her in the wow. eye so I would just like to say be very careful if you go to a baseball game <laughs> make sure you wear goggles yeah. if you're going to try to catch a t-shirt or a hot dog I feel so <laughs> bad for her but like I said that story isn't is nearly as good as yours so
1: <laughs> it's okay no it was good it was good this was so much fun I always feel so much better after our shows I feel like I've been to th- yeah no I really therapy. enjoyed this talk
0: and I hope everybody got some <laughs> Something out of it. And uh, and thank you to everyone for listening. Please, if you like this show, please share it. It takes two seconds to share it on social media. But we'd really appreciate you helping us spread the word about cold coffee.
1: Yes. All right, Tova. Have a great week. You too. Bye, everybody. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.